live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Welcome, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Rumble this video right away. Look, it's 5 p.m. Eastern time, and you're locked and loaded right here on LFA TV, live from America, and I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, broadcasting from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire. Guys, it is an honor and a pleasure and a blessing to be doing this job for you guys. Wow, what a day. What a day. Producer Eli is here. We're approaching the end of our day, but there's still another two shows here on Live from America uh, TV, ladies and gentlemen. But I want to give a big shout out to every uh, host here today. Kevin Smith, Sean Farish, Mike Crispy, Anna Perez, Ryan Matta, Isabella Moody. It's really taken off here. Who would have ever thought? A guy screaming in the backyard about politics on a cell phone. To an entire network of people that are just bringing truth, gospel, inspiration, encouragement, tears, laughter. I mean, what a what a network this has turned into, and it's all powered by the people. A network powered by the people. How can you stop it? You can't. You can't stop it. You can't cancel culture them out of existence. Nope, they did that before, and look what happened. You threw us to the wolves, and we came back. The leader of the pack. Why? Because the LFA family. That's why. And the power of God. Can't stop it, guys. You cannot stop it. So, uh, as I said, we've come a long way. Uh, and and, and these, these crazy people in our country, uh, they're trying to take us. You know, they say that we're trying to take them back. But there was a lot more civility 20 years ago than there is today. There was a lot more civility 30 years ago than 20 years ago. 40 years ago than 30 years ago. Uh, for uh, uh, 50 years ago, more than there was 40 years ago. It seems to me like we're actually regressing in our society. It seems to me that back when we focused on physical education, back when we focused on keeping our elected representatives reined in, back when we focused on small government and God being at the center of our families, it seemed like then things were better. Now, I'm not saying that it was better for everybody in the United States, but for the United States as a superpower and as a whole, with one parent working and the other parent not having to work if they don't want to, I would say, and I would argue, and I would put up a very good debate on the fact that I believe that this country has regressed. Our civility 
And our society has regressed, not progressed. Has it progressed in electronics and digital uh, industrial revolution? Of course it has. But that doesn't mean anything if you don't have a foundation of morality, if you don't have a compass of morality or any kind of uh, faith or, or family uh, values, then what does all the other stuff mean? I mean, I can, put, I, I, I can put lipstick on a pig all day long. Look at Stormy Daniels, right, Eli? I could put lipstick on a pig all day long. I could put a tuxedo on a turd tomorrow. It's not going to change the fact that it's still a turd and that Stormy Daniels is still a pig. MD Norton, your surgery went well. God bless you. Thank you very much for letting us know. Guys, do me a favor. Reach down, click that thumbs up button, turn it green. Make sure you refresh the video to make sure it stays green because a lot of the times it does not stay green. It might look green, but until you refresh and make sure, it does not stay green. So speaking of taking us back, speaking of moving backwards, as I believe we are doing, I want to go to Mean Jean Kareen Pierre, the garbage pail kid of the White House, for today's cold open. Because not only is she talking about the trans kids and the LGBT move, you know, sexualization of children. I mean, that's what we're talking about here. If you're putting children in the conversation of the LGBTQIA pedo plus uh, umbrella, if you're putting them into that conversation, then you're automatically pedophile. You're auto- automatically sexualizing that conversation with children. I don't care what you say. Well, they might identify. They might identify as that when they get older. Well, that's good. Then let's talk about it when they're older. Let's not talk about it right now when they are children. So the very fact that the White House and anybody else in this country, Bud Light or any of these other weirdos, even speak about children in the same conversation as talking about LGBTIAQ, one, four sign, uh, dollar sign, exclamation point, uh, multiplication sign is pedophilia so i want i want to play this video for you but not only is it pedophilia to even talk about it with a minor in any way and that's even and that's even a heterosexual conversation even if you're having i just want to make that clear even if you're having heterosexual conversation with a minor it is pedophilia period it's not only pedophilia, but also watch the way the White House dog whistles for more trans terrorist attacks. It really is disgusting. Roll it. LGBTQI plus kids are resilient. They are fierce. They fight back. They're not going anywhere. Wow. And we have their back. This administration I want to run this again. their back. Run it again. We are so proud of the kids across this country who have organized protest and school walkouts to tell the politicians in their states to stop this legislative bullying. I know that these political attacks can really take toll on, on people's mental health. Oh, you think? So How I about the Christian kids? I want to say directly to LGBTQI oh, plus kids, you are loved just as you are, just the way you are. Not just the way you and are. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, you call 988, the National Crisis Hotline. LGBTQI Plus, Play kids this first are part. resilient. They are fierce. They fight back. They're not going anywhere. And we have their back. This they administration. They fight back and we're not going anywhere. And this is what happens when you put stress on them and you make them feel this way and you make them feel like they're bullied. Um, we just had the last five school shootings were done by children who identified themselves as this. She was right on one part of that when she said they are loved. Of course they're loved. God loves everybody. 
but they're not loved just the way they are. That's not, no, 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 no. We do love that. We, we do hate the sin and not the sinner, but we're not loved. The way they are is not loved. They are loved, but the way they are is not loved. That's sickening. That's like saying, well, that murderer over there, you're loved just the way you are. No, that guy's a murderer or that pedophile over there. You're loved just the way you are. No, you're loved by God because you're a human being, but not just the way you are. This is dog whistling. This is saying that the more we push back on them, the more that it's justified for that community to do what that sick, twisted freak did down in um, Nashville. Do you understand what I'm saying here, guys? Sick, twisted freaks. Now, they don't have to stay sick, twisted freaks. Just like an alcoholic doesn't need to be stay an alcoholic. Well, I guess once you are, you always are, right? That's what they say. You know what I'm saying, though, right? Somebody who uh, abuses people doesn't need to always abuse people. We've got to get a handle on this, you guys. This is something that you have to not be afraid to speak out about. Now, you don't have to do it the same way I'm doing it. You can do it a different way. If you want to do it a less aggressive way than I'm doing it, then definitely feel free to do so. But I can tell you this. I can tell you this. You've got to at least not be afraid to say that it's wrong. Because that's what people say. Right? That's what people do. People won't even admit that it's wrong because of what other people will say and what other people will label them as. So you don't you just stay out of the conversation. Well, the time to stay out of the, the conversation is 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 a long time ago. That's that's past. You've got to get into the conversation now. And you've got to say, no, that's mental health abuse. Now, you are risking them saying, trans bigot, transphobe. Call them heterophobes. Oh, what are you, a heterophobe? Are you literally a heterophobe? Are you a white phobe? Do you have white phobia? Ew, this person is a racist. This person is a bigot. They're, yep, no, they're heterophobes. They don't believe that the human race should continue. Can you believe these weirdos? Why not? They do the same thing to us. They do the same thing to us. Now, I want to get off that for a minute, and I want to read this letter. Um, We got a letter today, and uh, I I don't think I'm going to say the person's name just because I don't think they want me to say their name. Uh, But they sent a donation today, and a rather large donation, you guys. Uh, We consider, you know, we consider any donation of a large amount, you know, into the the $1,000 plus as a large donation. And um, it, it's just, it, it, it boggles my mind how people even have the extra funds to, to, to help us grow like this. But I want to read this for you. It says, Dear Sweet Jeremy. Now, you may get to tears before we even start the show, but I have to read it. Dear Sweet Jeremy, I'm sending you this check for however you need to use it. Without this show, LFA, I would not be here today, and I'll tell you why. On June 16, 2010, my husband, I won't say his name, was killed head-on by a drunk driver on his way to work at 5 a.m., just five miles from home. I was not notified of his death until four hours later. I was not with him when he died. I didn't get to tell him goodbye or comfort him or tell him how much I loved him. He was alone, dying. And that was the day that I was broken. My heart broke in a million pieces. And when the police came and told me the tragic news... I was devastated. How do you recover from something like that? My life changed after that. I went down a deep, dark path of destruction, and my two sons could not help me. 
I didn't want to be helped. I just wanted to die. I was broken, and I didn't want to be fixed. I just wanted to die, and I didn't care how I did it. I hated God, and I cursed him every day for taking my husband from me. Fast forward 14 months after my husband died. I met a gentleman by the name of Tim. I, I came to find out that he was the first responder at my husband's crash site. I believe God sent him to me just like he sent me to you. God sure does do strange things, doesn't he? He sure does. He sure does. God knew I needed to find my way back to him, and I have because of you and Live from America. Every day I thank God for letting me see the light back to him. I'm still struggling to forgive the guy who killed, the drunk driver who killed her husband, for causing the death of my husband. I'm not there yet, but maybe someday I can forgive. I'm sure God will let me know when that time comes. I'm sure he will too. I'm sending you this check because I want and need LFA to grow and keep growing. You are my angel, just like Eli is your angel. I am with that first responder, Tim, still today, who also has helped me through all of this. We've been together since 2011. He was my lifesaver, just like you. God bless you and your family. You will be in my heart forever. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And if you ever wanted to know what it's like to be an LFA family member, that right there. I don't really have to say anything else. It's that kind of stuff right there that lets me, Eli, our wives, all of you, know that, yes, we've made some mistakes on the way to get here. Yes, we've maybe burnt some bridges. Yes, maybe we've said some things that we probably should not say. However, that letter right there lets us all know that we are on the right path. Let's go to God. April 6th, 2023. I want you to accept your dependent way of living as a gift from me. Moreover, I want you to receive this gift joyfully with a glad and thankful heart. Nothing will lift you out of the doldrums faster than thanking and praising me. Romans 9.20 says this, Indeed, a man, who are you to reply against God? Will the thing formed say to him who formed it, Why have you made me like this? And from Psalm 104 and 5, enter his gate with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give him thanks. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Psalm 104 and 5. And before you turn out the light, come into my presence this evening with thanksgiving on your lips. The thanksgiving that I read in that letter is the thanksgiving that we should have. Every day, we should live every day like we, a Tim came into our lives when we really needed him. Let's do the Lord's Prayer. Here we go. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And we also, we also made amends with Wileki, got the email today, and uh, we'll be reaching back out to her uh, personally tomorrow. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's all about making amends, and it's all about peace, and it's all about joy. So having said that, lift up your coffee cups, and let's get to the first slurp of the day. Here we go. Mm-mm-mm. Back to the transgender uh, problem that we have in this country, because that's what it is. It is a cultural problem. It is a cultural problem, and speaking that, culture wars coming up next with Will Johnson. You're not going to want to miss that. He, he digs right into the culture wars that we're experiencing. Folks, the culture wars that we are experiencing is now our modern-day civil war. Our culture wars are literally dividing our country more than we were divided during the civil war. Think about this. We were divided in the civil war over about, I would say, two or three major things, slavery being one of them. Okay? But it was about two or three major things. That's what we were divided by during the Civil War. Look at our division today. Our division today goes down to such a cultural level that you see one portion of the country that does not look like anything you've ever seen in your life, and you see another portion of the country that is trying to preserve the way the country looked when you grew up. And I'm not talking about the bad parts of what that when you grew up, because we always want to progress on the negative things. But I'm talking about the positive things. All of those things that we're trying to preserve, that is one part of America. And then everything that you see all over the country right now with Dylan Mulvaney and this transgender craziness and people not knowing what gender they are and dumbing down people and getting getting them from the cradle to the grave, all of that, uh, demasculizing everybody, all of that. All of that is what we're up against, okay? And the divisions that we have in this country far outweigh the divisions that we had in this country when we, were do- when we had the Civil War. The difference between then and now is that we are, in, we are an evolved society to the point where our Civil War today is not standing in front of each other with muskets blowing each other's limbs off. That is not our civil war today. Instead, our civil war today is to destroy each other at a more personal level, meaning our entire family, the people that are connected with our family, cancel culturing people out of their jobs, take the vaccine, don't take the vaccine. You wore a mask, you didn't wear a mask. You wear a MAGA hat, you wear a Black Lives Matter shirt. Every single thing, things that you can't even help, things that you just wake up and walk down the street and boom, you are labeled as you are part of this group and you don't even know what they're talking about. You're just trying to get to work. Our country is so divided right now and you would think that somebody would come along like the United States Supreme Court if presented with a case to really put the line in the sand of where we're going to go as a culture you think that would be at least with what is a woman right we fought so hard for women's rights in this country for so long we had fought for them uh women to have rights to vote we then had uh, to fight for them in the workplace we had to fight for them every single they had to fight they women had to fight far more than men did to get to where the status that they are in our society, in America today. And it seems like every day, even the Supreme Court is literally just crapping all over that. Okay. Today, the United States Supreme Court ruled against the Virginia uh, request 
and rules in favor of the transgender students, men, males, that can compete against females. This is not right. And I don't know if you watched Isabella Moody's show before mine, but if you did, you saw why men should not be in women's sports, particularly when it came to the MMA fight that she showed. Because that man with one knee almost knocked that woman's head off and knocked her out cold. Now, I'm not saying that a woman can't knock another woman out cold in MMA. Of course they can. But the way you saw the ferocity of how this man brought up his knee and smashed this woman in the face and knocked her out cold, and she just sat, sat there with her, with her head shaking. And today, the Supreme Court ruled that transgender students, biological men, can compete against female sports teams in Virginia. Now, there is a... Uh, there is pending uh, litigation that this is that the, that kind of prompted this ruling. The high court rejected an emergency request from West Virginia to lift an appeals court's injunction. Okay, so basically, West Virginia is uh, these people that are bringing this are saying, "Look, we don't even want to get through the appeals court port, uh, court portion of this. We want to just you just to step in right away." And that's what the high court rejected. So I want to make sure that every one of you get this, you you understand exactly what it is that the Supreme Court did reject, okay? Uh, The transgender athlete will be able to compete against females until the appeals court makes its decision. That case could end up back to the Supreme Court. Justices Alito and Thomas dissented. Thank God we have some people in there that, that were the brain. But the Supreme Court on Thursday rejected the attempt by West Virginia to get an emergency uh, ruling out of the Supreme Court. So they're just going to wait for it to come back. And then I would, I would think that they would send it back to the state. I would think that they would st- send it back to the state. And, and not that I want them to. I'd love for them to rule that men are men and women are women, right? I would love for that to happen. But if we are going to stay consistent with arguments here that we've made in the past, then I would, I would say that we would want them to kick it back down to the states and let the states decide. We are sovereign states, after all. We don't want one world rule throughout all the country uh, because that would just not be good. That would just be on one way, one path to communism, to totalitarianism. So I would suggest that they're going to kick this back down to the states. Not that they should have to. I mean, if there's anything that should be you know, decided at a federal level, it's uh, men are men and women are women. I mean, come on. But we are living in today's world, and I would assume they're going to kick it back down to the states. Uh, we'll keep you posted on that. But that is the first and foremost section of today. Now, why I brought it? Now, why I started out with that was because I want to break. I want to go state to state on on what states are making these laws um, against this transgenderism craziness, this trans terrorism. Because look, I will call it trans terrorism, even if it's talking about men's competing in women's sports. That's trans terrorism to me. So let's go down to the state of Kansas because Kansas lawmakers today overrode the governor's veto to enact anti-trans sports ban. Now, people like this, <laughs> we're not happy today. <laughs> Protect trans youth. <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, transgender women and girls in Kansas will no longer be allowed to compete in sports teams from kindergarten through college consistent with their gender after state lawmakers on Wednesday overrode a veto from their governor to enact the restriction. 
The law is set to take effect on July 1st. Governor Laura Kelly had vetoed HB House Bill 2238, dubbed the Fairness in Women's Sports Act last month, marking the third time in three years she had rejected a transgender sports ban passed by the legislation. Of the latest effort, she said in her veto message, let's be clear about that, this bill, what this bill is all about, politics. It won't increase any test scores. It won't help any kids read or write. It won't help any teachers prepare our kids for the real world. Here's what the bill would actually do. Harm the mental health of our students, she said. But on Wednesday, Kansas Republican-controlled legislation vetoed overwhelmingly along party lines, 84 to 40 in House and 28 to 12 in the Senate to bypass the Governor, the Fairness in Women's Sports Act protects the rights of female athletes in the state by requiring that female student athletic teams only include members who are biologically female. Thank God. Thank God that we have some people with morals and some people with a compass that points in the direction of, I don't know, God. Man, I can't believe we have to actually go through legislation and spend money and time and effort on to find out whether men should be able to go against women. After all these women's rights fights by the left for so many years, and then they, boom, just throw them under the bus. They throw them under the bus, drinking Bud Light and wearing Nike spandex, looking like a 10-year-old boy. By the way, Eli, what are they calling Bud Light now? Tranny fluid? <laughs> Hey, if you guys are having problems, if your car is having problems uh, shifting gears, just dump some Bud Light into the uh, into the tranny tube. Uh, that'll you put some tranny fluid in there uh, because, from what I understand, Bud Light is now tranny fluid. <laughs> yes, that's amazing. I love it. By the way, folks, if you could do me a favor and please share this video. We got about 3,400 people watching here in Rumble. Thank you all for being here. And by the way, please Rumble this video that's just reaching down there, clicking that thumbs up, but make sure you refresh to make sure, if you have not done this yet, to make sure that your green thumb stays green because for some reason, when people back out and come back in, they think that they've liked the video and the like is no longer there. So make sure you do that. All right, moving on. Uh, Moving from Kansas, actually... Um, wait, do we have, no. Okay. So we're going to move to Tennessee now. Oh no, no, no. Deranged Democrat lawmaker in Kansas. Okay. So we do have another person to report on in Kansas because you know, these LGBTQ pedo weirdos that want to talk about sexualizing kids for some weird reason. Representative Susan Ruiz in Kansas, a Democrat lawmaker says that everybody is full of SH you know what and throws a temper tantrum after the Kansas legislature votes to bar transgenders uh, from fighting girls and playing with girls and competing with girls. Nothing seems to trigger the left more than conservative victories. I'll tell you that, particularly in culture war issues. Shout out to my main man right there, Will Johnson, culture wars. As reported the Kansas uh, by the Kansas Reflector, the final vote was 84 to 40 and 28 to 12 in the Senate. And of course, athletic teams and sports designated for females, women's or girls shall not be open to male uh, people of the male sex. The bill covers students from kindergarten all the way through college. Now, after the House voted, 
The reflector revealed that one far-left Democrat lawmaker threw an absolute hissy fit and cursed out her colleagues. Representative Susan Ruiz stood up on the House floor and called Republicans full of you-know-what Schiff for approving the legislation, called them uh, transphobes, homophobes, bigots, and every other thing in, uh, under the sun. Uh, so that's what Democrats do, ladies and gentlemen, when they, don't, when they don't get their way. They throw hissy fits, and they call you racist and bigot, and they water down the word so much that it doesn't even matter anymore. Now, let's go to the transurrection that happened in Tennessee, if we can. Um, now, I told you yesterday, I reported yesterday that Tennessee is um, going to expel any Democrat lawmakers. That means any Democrat House of Representatives or any Democrat state senators that were involved in the transurrection um, in Tennessee last week. Okay, uh, we showed you the transurrection. That was the one where they said, give him back, give him back. And we threw back one of their trannies. Uh, well, the Democrat lawmakers are being they've already been expelled from their um, or they've already been removed from their com- committee assignments. And now they're awaiting being expelled completely from holding office ever again. Thank God. Thank God. I mean, if we're going to have J6, then you're going to hold these people to standards. Um, let's do a side-by-side. You're going to see the, the one guy that was in the chambers last week during the transurrection, and he had the bullhorn, and he was like, come on, all you trannies, bring your tranny fluid in and bring your, you know, tuck it all back. Come all in. Yeah, yeah. This guy, watch him. He's walking down the, uh, he's walking down the state capitol steps here in between uh, state troopers, whom, by the way, that he helped attack. And, uh, well, I'll let, you, I'll let you see this for yourselves. Here you go. <clears throat> That's him in the white right there. Look at they just love to be parrots. Look at them. Oh, say something else. If that is not inciting violence, I don't know what is by a representative, ladies and gentlemen, who's about to be expelled. Who's about to be expelled. No matter what happens here today, no matter what happens here today, we will continue to be uh, ridiculous. We'll continue to be ridiculous. We'll continue to be stupid and ignorant. We'll continue to be stupid and ignorant. We'll continue to tuck it back so people think that we're the other gender. We'll continue to tuck back. What did he say? Gender. We, we can't. We don't have attentions that, sp- that long. We're not goldfish. Uh, just so sick and tired of these losers. You know what happened? You know what happened about 30 years ago? Real men would have walked in there, grabbed him by the hair, took him outside, beat the crap out of him, and he never would have ever, ever, ever done that again. Now, I'm not saying that that should have happened. I'm just saying that would have happened 30 years ago, and we wouldn't be doing this crap. You know, sometimes bullying uh, builds character. <laughs> I'm just saying. I got bullied a little bit. It builds character. How about you? Eli says, make bullying great again. I don't know. I don't know, Eli. I don't know if we want to go that far. Uh, this is... Um, uh, this is them actually walking out of or walking down the hallway uh, with their fists up like they're some kind of, I don't know, persecuted people. But yet they, you know, they did the same thing that they said that January 6 people were wrong for doing. Uh, let's go to this clip of them walking down the hallway. Oh, yeah, you're so courageous. So courageous. Oh, look at you. Oh, oh, yeah. 
Got your 15 minutes of fame. Nobody will ever remember your name ever again. So anyway, rumble the video, folks. Uh, I want to show you just unhinged these psychopaths actually get. I mean, you've seen, you've seen the way they burn down cities. You've seen, but, but there's nobody more racist than a middle-aged, left-wing, progressive, white, mad troll. There's nobody more racist than that. Uh, two black people's faces. So Blacks for Trump showed up to stand up for Donald Trump. I want you to see the way this white, racist, liberal... You know, by the way, these Eli, you live in Vermont. These are the same people that have Black Lives Matter signs in their yard and they're 87 and never seen a black person in their life. That's, this is that person right here. Roll the clip. Oh, I, I, I'm Marshall. I'm Marshall, BLM. No, okay? Me, okay? Are you a BLM? He says, say the N-word. No, you want to say it. Look at her. Look at her. Look at the way she's treating now. She called them sellouts. Wow. Just say it. Just say it. They want her to just say it. They want her to just say what she really, really, really wants to say. It rhymes with trigger, but doesn't start with the same word. Right, Eli? Or same letter. That's what they want her to say because she wants to say it. They know she wants to say it. Sellouts. Sell, sell out to what? Exactly. Sell out, sell out to what? We're here for Trump. Sell out to what? What does that mean? There's only one thing that that can mean. If that white, racist, liberal, progressive, communist troll that lives under a bridge, who's never had a black friend in her life, sitting there yelling sell out to black people, what does that imply to you, Eli? What does that imply? She wants to say that word so bad. <laughs> and she doesn't want to put a hard R on the end of it. She wants to put a hard A on I mean, she doesn't want to put a hard A. She wants to put the hard R. <laughs> unhinged, crazy people. That's what they are. They are unhinged, crazy people who want to mutilate themselves and they want to mutilate your child. Hey, speaking of mutilation, we got the Tack Right mini chainsaw on sale right now. <laughs> hey, I'm going to go ahead and give myself the Smarty Award, Eli, today. I'm going to be selfish and I'm going to give myself the Smarty Award for doing such an amazing transition as the mutilation and the, uh, the, the mini Tack Right chainsaw. So the Smarty Award of the day goes to me. I got to get it once in a while, don't I? <laughs> Oh, they want to mutilate themselves. Well, this is the perfect gift. This is the perfect gift that they can get to mutilate themselves. It only costs $129 if you go to TackRightLFATV.com. You don't need the massive surgeries. You don't need to spend all the money to make yourself look like, I don't know, like you've been opened up on both sides of your, of your chest because you got rid of your breasts or you got rid of your chesticles and your testicles. I don't know. You spend a lot of money on that. You could probably spend a lot less on this. If you went to TackRightLFATV.com, got yourself uh, the $129 deal, that's 50% off and free shipping and handling. I mean, you doesn't get any cheaper 
than that. Now, I don't advocate for cutting anything off, but I'm just saying this thing would do the trick. It's got a heck of a long battery on it. It's very sharp. It's very powerful. Tackrite mini chainsaw. That's what I call it. The Tackrite mini chainsaw. Okay, the Tackrite mini chainsaw. It's big, big tools. Worst nightmare. Definitely Husqvarna's worst nightmare, but you do got Mother's Day coming up. You do got Father's Day coming up, and that means there has to be a man and a woman to have Mother's Day and Father's Day, so get them a non-binary gift, <laughs> which is the Tackrite mini chainsaw. Get it today. Go to TackriteLFATV.com. I don't know if there's a better person, Eli, to do to do reads. I, but here's the thing. I don't think Tackrite Mini Chainsaw would like me saying that. I'll probably get a phone call and say, oh, you probably shouldn't advocate our product to cut people up. I'll say, hey, just trying to sell your product for you, guy. <laughs> I'll say, that's a, that's a huge market right there. They don't have to spend tens of thousands of dollars and get loans. That's a huge market. You know, like you used to pierce your ear at home? Well, there you go. Tackrite Mini Chainsaw. <laughs> I know, I'm just joking. Somebody on there is going to go, you know, you probably shouldn't say that. Somebody's really going to do that. Well, then that's their problem, not mine. I mean, come on. Anyway, moving on, ladies and gentlemen. Jim Jordan has subpoenaed former Manhattan District Attorney Prosecutor and Hillary Clinton lawyer Mark Pomerantz for deposition. I wonder what Jim Jordan is up to. Let's get into it. And I want to thank Christina Layla for this story. House Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan has subpoenaed former Manhattan DA prosecutor and Hillary Clinton lawyer Mark Pomerantz for a, deparish, a deposition. Now, Mark Pomerantz is a former, former senior prosecutor on the Manhattan DA's team investigating Trump. He resigned in protest after the district attorney Alvin, hey, 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 fat Alvin Bragg ended the investigation. So let's kind of stop there, full stop. And let's bring into perspective what's happening here. There were a number of prosecutors who walked away from this case. Walked away from the DA's office completely because they knew that opening up this Pandora's box would literally come back and bite them in the rear end. Oops! And they wanted gone. They didn't want anything to do with it. This guy's one of them. And Jim Jordan just subpoenaed him. And I can't wait. I cannot wait. He then went on to write a book on the topic. In the book, he claims the investigation developed evidence convincing us that Donald Trump had committed serious crimes. Trump then slammed Mark Pomerantz in a series of true social posts. The 60-minute hit job doesn't say that the financial statements have a powerful and complete disclaimer clause that the properties and assets are generally worth far more today than they were in the financial statement, that the most valuable asset is not even listed in the statement, that lawyer Mark Pomerantz and his law firm were Clinton's lawyers who then went to work for the DA to get Trump. Then Pomerantz and his actics made it impossible for me to be treated fairly, and nobody was hurt, Trump said in February. Chairman Jordan subpoenaed Mark Pomerantz to compel testimony pertaining to his role as a special assistant district attorney leading the investigation in Trump's so-called hush payments to Stormy Daniels last year. So what's unclear here is did this guy leave Mark Pomerantz? It's very unlikely that he left because he didn't want anything to do with what was going on. Although there are, from what I understand, there are three people that left because they didn't want anything to do what's going on. It's more likely that this guy was, did not leave because of that, but that he left to kind of keep him safe. That's what I would think. 
That's what I think. And this is what Jim Jordan wants to know. Jim Jordan wants to bring him in, and Jim Jordan wants to know, what was your job there? What was your role there? And why aren't you there anymore? What was your job there? What was your role there? And why aren't you there anymore? Did somebody make you leave? Were you fired? Did you walk away because you didn't want to be part of a faulty investigation? This is the kind of stuff, ladies and gentlemen, that Jim Jordan wants to get to the bottom of. And you know what the, great, the craziest thing about Democrats is? They will literally get people removed from office. They'll resign months before their name actually becomes part of a national news story so that the world knows nothing about these people. And these people can say, look, I've been removed from this for a long time. This, this is the crate. That is why you've seen those 31 Democrats prior to the midterms last year. They just left and you're like, well, why did they leave? Well, some people say, well, I left because I retired. But really, they left because they needed to get him out of the public's eye because somewhere along the lines, they were involved in some backdoor deal that was going to turn around and bite him in the rear end. So I think the same thing happened here. Now, I guess we'll see. Jim Jordan wants to get him in there for questioning, but Jim Jordan's been busy. So is um, James Comer, and I can't wait to see what else they come up with. Now, one of the big stories of the day. Check this out. FEC commissioner says about Trump and the Stormy Daniel case, Not a campaign violation, not a reporting violation of any kind. And that is the FEC commissioner, James E. Trainer. This is huge news, okay? Trump has already come out and said that people on the left say this is ridiculous. John Bolton. Oh, 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 John Bolton, right, in his mustache. People on the right say this is ridiculous in no case. But now the FEC commissioner. Now, this is the guy that would be really looking into this for campaign funds, campaign violations, using campaign money to do something you shouldn't do, like, I don't know, pay a horse face stripper, hush money. Federal Elections Commissioner James E. Trainer says the case against Trump is super weak, and he rejected the idea that there was a violation of federal election law in the Stormy Daniels case in any kind. He said that District Attorney Fat Alvin Bragg is really trying to make a square peg fit into a round hole. <laughs> There's your case. There's your case. This guy is right now is in the government. So he's in the, I would say, the Biden administration purview. Now, I'm not saying he was appointed by the Biden administration, but he's, you know, part of the federal government. And he's coming out saying that Alvin Bragg is trying to stick a square peg into a round hole. Well, that's not Alvin Bragg's fault. He's got so much fat surrounding his brain, he can't think clearly. And he's literally probably spending so much time around the Biden administration that he's sharding himself and he doesn't even know how to do basic five grade, fifth grade math. Or grade five math if you live in Canada. That's the FEC commissioner, you guys. A key member of the Federal Election Commission's today rejected the Manhattan District Attorney's indictment of former President Donald J. Trump. Do you know how big this is? I'll bet you nobody's going to report on that, though. He goes, it's not a campaign violation. It's not a campaign finance violation. It's not a reporting violation. Now, Alvin Bragg is saying that this is a business reporting crime. A crime that he did not report the business transactions properly. And this guy says, it's not a campaign violation. It's not a campaign finance violation. It's not a reporting violation of any kind. Thank you, Federal Federal, uh, FEC Commissioner James E. Trainer. That's amazing. That is amazing. 
Here's Alvin Bragg trying to fit a square around a uh, peg into a square hole. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We're going to make that a short clip. Big shout out to FEC Commissioner James E. Trainer or Trey, as they call him, uh, for a nickname. Now, moving on. Here's how incredibly bad our Federal Bureau of Investigations has become. And like, like, like we didn't know with them labeling parents dom- domestic violent extremists was bad enough. FBI agents, get this, Eli, ready for this? FBI agents in a training exercise mistakenly cuffed the wrong man and interrogate a Delta pilot in a Boston hotel. Can you imagine? Yeah, uh, we know that we handcuffed you um, and you're a pilot uh, for Delta. Um which means you're a federal aviation's pilot. Uh, and we know we arrested you and brought you to this hotel, probably waterboarded you, but yeah, we're sorry. You're the wrong guy. Wait, what? Yeah, you're not the, uh, <coughs> you're the wrong guy. Well, I hope there's a lawsuit happening there. An incident occurred Tuesday, has been confirmed by the FBI, the Boston Police, and the Defense Department which also participated in the exercise. An airline pilot staying in the Boston Hotel was mistakenly detained during a training exercise involving federal agents. According to the news reports, the Delta Airlines employee was handcuffed and interrogated for 30 minutes until agents realized their mistakes. He was the wrong guy. Wrong guy. Federal Bureau of Investigations and all of their, uh, and all of their intelligence and all of their, you know, their, 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 their tech and their drones and their, uh, their government agency ability to get in for any information on any, you know, on any continent, anywhere, at any time. Yeah, you're the wrong guy. Sorry about that. <laughs> Oops. I hope he sues the ever-living crap out of them, the hotel, the Boston Police Department, the Department of Defense. And by the way, what training exercise allows you to detain a citizen that you don't even know is the right guy and interrogate him for a half an hour. Oops. Sorry, guy, you're not going to do anything about this, right? We let you go. You're going to be good? (laughs) What the hell is happening, Eli? What is happening right now? Wow. Unbelievable. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, um, this weekend, Saturday, Kevin, he's actually down there right now at the NFSC headquarters. It's a new federation of China. These, uh, China, this is Ava Chan. This is Miles Guo. And they're literally, the United States of America was just told to send Miles Guo back to uh, China, which they're probably going to do so China can kill him for all the documents that he uh, smuggled out of the CCP. There's a lot more. There's a lot more uh, Xi Jinping. And we're Americans and we don't bow down to you. But anyway, Kevin is going to be with them on Saturday doing a huge event in New York City. And we're going to be broadcasting the entire thing right here on LFA TV. But speaking of China, folks, why are they hoarding all the world's food? Why are they about to literally have over half of the world's corn reserves, over half of the world's wheat's reserves? Because they're preparing for something. They're not stupid. And they're taking us down economically so they can take us down uh, civilly. So then while we're fighting each other in here, they can take us down from the outside. So ladies and gentlemen, do yourselves a favor and go to 4patriots.com. 4patriots.com. Get your four-week, your three-month, your 72-hour, uh, 
your six-month, your one-year survival food kits. And by the way, this food is actually really good. It doesn't taste like MREs. It's actually really good. I've actually had some MREs that are pretty good as well. But the best survival uh, kits and emergency meals for for, uh, for food storage are at Four Patriots, ladies and gentlemen. Assemble ready-to-go kits with breakfast, lunch, dinner meals, buttermilk, pancake mix, classic potato soup, spaghetti, and more. Stock your emergency food supply with su- survival food kits. Get it now, ladies and gentlemen, at fourpatriots.com. And by the way, while you're there, check out the solar panel, um, the solar generators. The solar generators are the absolute, they're the bomb. They are the bomb. Let's go to the solar. Yeah, let's go to those real quick. Check this out. And I have both of these bad boys. I have both of these bad boys. One of them was a gift. I probably wouldn't have been able to afford it otherwise. But I have this one, and I have the Patriot Power Sidekick. And these things produce some serious energy, ladies and gentlemen. So with social credit scores coming and everything else under the sun that China is trying to implement that we're going to fight back, we don't care, um, you can fight back as well with 4 Ladies and gentlemen, rumble this video. Share it out if you have not. We've got some serious stuff uh, to, get, to get to next. Um, and I want to talk about the, uh, the National Security Council has just blamed Donald J. Trump for Joe Biden's botched Afghanistan pullout. I am not kidding you guys. This really, 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 really pisses me off. National Security Council releases a report on Biden's deadly Afghanistan withdrawal, which, by the way, killed 13 American soldiers and countless other innocent people. 13 Americans dead, and they blame it on Trump. Yep, Eli, can you believe that? Blaming President Trump for the catastrophic withdrawal from Afghanistan. Now we know, now we know, ladies and gentlemen, that the NSC, the National Security Council, is completely satanic and completely on the wrong side of history. I want to bring up, if I can, I'll bring, them, I'll bring up a picture right here. Here we go. That's a good picture. Here we go. What about these people right here? I don't have them all in there, but what about these people? That's Trump. Trump did that? Yeah, Trump did that. Are you kidding me? Trump brought peace in the Middle East. Trump was the only person to do it. Biden comes in and all these people just die. Yeah, Trump left $85 billion of military equipment to the Taliban, didn't he, Eli? Trump did that. Trump left billions of dollars in cash to the Taliban, didn't he, Eli? More likely, this scumbag, old, dementia-ridden loser, Joey Applesauce, that's on your screen right now, I think most likely he did it. And everybody knows it, including the family members of those, of those 13 uh, tragic uh, soldiers that, that tragically lost their life because of Joe Biden. This makes me sick. This makes me so very sick. So Eli said, let's just say it was Trump's fault. Let's just say for some weird world that it was. If they still died on your watch. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And, and Eli, remember... Three weeks ago, I reported on a story that said that the sniper shooter had the suicide bomber in his crosshairs, could have blew his brains all over the sand dunes of Afghanistan and got the order to not shoot by who? The Biden administration. So don't give me that shift. Nice try, losers. Get behind me, Satan. Now you want some more breaking news? Ready for this, folks? 19 Department of Homeland Security agents were undercover in the January 6th riot. Now, we know the FBI was there, right? We know the FBI was there. We know Capitol Police were there undercover. We know that there was uh, other agents that we can't identify yet undercover, but now we know that there was 19 
Department of Homeland Security undercover informants inside the January 6th riot. So it, it's, it's come to me, ladies and gentlemen, it's looking like this is just all, all the federal government that did this. Because as you see in all of these other protests, there's never been another thing like this unless it was from the left since that day. We've not January 6th again. According to a motion by Proud Boys defense attorney Roger Roots, at least two law enforcement agencies each outnumbered the FBI in terms of running undercover agents, informants, and CHSs on January 6th. First, the D.C. Metro Police had at least 13 uncover agents in plain clothes. Count these up, Eli. That's 13 right there. Okay? Next, there appears to be uh, been 19 CHS agents on January 6th belonging to an agency called HIS, which is Homeland Security Investigations. So that's 19 and 13. So what do we got there? 32? That's 32. We then added eight FBI agents. So that's 40. And they were acknowledged by prosecutors. This means that there were at least 40 undercover informants and at least 40 agents doing surveillance among the defendants on January 6th. And they were also the ones that were right up front like Ray Epps. And they've been identified in court. Now, I don't know who they are by face yet, but they've been identified in court. Now, although... It is now understood that the FBI had multiple agents and assets on the ground that day. The government has so far avoided any meaningful disclosure of what high-level confidential sources within the intelligence community have described as multiple agencies and operations that were active on January 6th. In fact, it seems likely that the government has intentionally concealed this information, Nancy Pelosi, through cleverly worded language, limiting disclosure as much as possible, obfuscating the true scale and scope of their involvement, and a new filing prepared based on work done by condemned condemned USA defendant Dominic Pozzola, who we know very well, seeks to compel the government to reveal all informants, all undercover operatives, and all other confidential human sources, those are CHSs that we talked about, relating to the events on January 6th. We will get to the bottom of this, folks. We will get to the bottom of this. And you want to know something? It'll be on God's timing. And when it's God's timing, that means that we will have the people in the place that will prosecute it. And if we have the people in place that will prosecute it, that means that Donald J. Trump is at the head of the pack, ladies and gentlemen. And I could not be more happy about that. Moving on. We got five minutes left, and I don't have a lot of time left. Here's some more bad news about the Biden economy for you. Small business bankruptcies have now surpassed COVID-era highs. Joe Biden's economy is an absolute toilet disaster, a crap waiting to happen. There's a surge in bankruptcies across the United States right now, and it's even higher than the surge after the COVID-19 crash of 2020. You going to blame that on Trump, too? As of February this year, there were over 31,000 bankruptcy filings. This is 18% higher than the number of bankruptcy filings in 2022. You're going to blame that on Trump too? I love facts. That's what LFA TV is all about. Facts, baby. The four-week moving average in 2023 was 7.8% in late February, while it was 4.5% in June of 2020. Real estate, healthcare, chemicals, and retail outlets are in the industry's hardest hit. Healthcare, I thought, was foolproof, but I guess it's not. I thought it was recession-proof, but I guess it's not. Nothing is safe from the wrath of a man who shifts his pants, doesn't know where he is, rapes his daughter, and sniff kids, and illegally steals uh, elections, by the way. 
and illegally steals elections, by the way. You going to say that on YouTube? I don't think so. Rumble, baby. This is the future. We're not YouTubers. We're rumblers. Come and mess with us. Come and mess with us. And now before we end, ladies and gentlemen, I do have one more story for you. And it's CNN having to eat crow. But before we go to CNN having to eat crow, let me fit in one more of our amazing sponsors here. And this is the one that I think has gotten the most traction. From the time we started with uh, this partnership with CB Distillery till now, the, uh, the, the graph of people that are using this is going up and up and up and up. And the graph of people that are coming back is going up and up and up and up. What does that tell you? That means people are finally starting to understand that CBD is not smoking weed. <laughs> CBD is not getting high. CBD is not sitting around token on bongs. Hey, man. No, it's the pharmaceutical company's worst nightmare. Same like the MIDI 2 chainsaw is the big tool's worst uh, nightmare. So ladies and gentlemen, whether it's last night, boy, when I get home at night, every night I'm like this, right? Because my hands, my, my right hand especially, and my wife is constantly massaging my hand. Last night, I actually put the, roll, uh, the, the CBD stick on my, this part of my hand. Within about, I'd say six minutes, my hand was complete. I, I could just sit here and do this like nothing. So, ladies and gentlemen, for whatever ails you, if you can buy it from a pharmaceutical company, you can get it from CB Distillery. Go to cbdistillery.com and use promo code LFA. Now, you guys ready to watch CNN eat crow? Eli, you ready to watch CNN eat crow? Well, not really eat crow, but really just complain and cry because they know that the meat puppet known as Joe Biden, yes, that's right, Pedo Hitler himself, is over. And they know their chances of winning anything in the future are done. Check this out. We begin with some brand new CNN polling and what the numbers tell us about a president still working on his re-election plan as he heads today to Camp David for the Easter weekend. The numbers are beyond sobering for <laughs> President Biden. Beyond they sobering. They tell us many, or in some cases most of you, have deep doubts about his performance and about the direction of the country right now. It is April 2023, so a very long way to November 2024. So consider these numbers just an early campaign baseline. But, it's an important but, they are still quite telling about your mood and the challenges facing the 80-year-old incumbent, our CNN political director, David Chalian, here with us to unveil the numbers. David, what do they tell us? Yeah, John, this is indeed a big baseline poll. It's just the starting line. And President Biden hasn't even formally announced his re-election yet, but we asked uh, the American people if he deserves re-election, if he deserves a second term. Uh, 32%, just a third of Americans in this poll, John, say yes, Joe Biden deserves to be re-elected. When we asked that back in December, it was up at 37%. So he's lost a little bit of ground here. And we've noticed uh, what's driving that is young voters, liberals, some people that should be naturally in a D versus R world in Joe Biden's camp. So he'll have some work to do on his own side of the fence before he uh, can actually uh, convince the broad middle. And that means that it's not Joe Biden. What they failed to mention there is that is Democrat policy, period. People aren't just saying, should Joe Biden run? No. People are saying Democrats, no. And that's what CNN is not telling them. Because that, that same poll that shows, do you, do you think that the country would be better off if a Democrat won the 2024 election? Same exact number. So there you go. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Will Johnson and Culture Wars comes up next. Do not forget, if you're going to do any shopping at all for Father's Day or Mother's Day coming up, check out my store at jeremyharrell.com. We have a lot of sales and we have a lot of new stuff coming next week. Also, if you're going to go to MyPillow.com, consider using the promo code LFA. Huge BOGO deals right now. Huge overstock deals on MyPillow and MyStore.com. Use promo code LFA. Folks, there are right ways and wrong ways. There's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high. 
because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. And yes, every one of us are working on Good Friday. So I'll see you tomorrow. Will Johnson, Culture Wars comes up next. God bless you guys. Peace.